listening to nothing to wrestle with. With your hosts, DJ Maddie G and JC Bones. We're recording. Cool. And what's up, everybody? I am JC Bones, and you are listening to Nothing to Wrestle with DJ Maddie G. What's going on, Maddie? Living large, living the life. How are you this week, JCB? Hey, man. I am doing great. You know, you and I both had uh, some video shoots earlier this week, didn't we? That we did, that we did, yes. and uh, yeah, a couple, couple things that are going to be broadcast, a couple things that will actually end up being live. We, uh, we, <laughs> we finally got to, to practice our craft again. Yes, and it, it was great to be behind my drums actually playing. It was, it was really awesome, so quick little plug. Be sure to check out Elegant Music Group on Instagram and Facebook, and keep your eyes open for uh, my drum cover and Maddie's DJ Mix. Yeah, I'll be, doing a, I'll be doing a live happy hour in two weeks. I got a couple happy hours coming up this week and some more recorded stuff. So, yeah, good awesome. times, good times. Yeah, very cool. But it's also been a very good time in wrestling over the past week or so. We have, had, we have a lot to talk about today. So we're going to try and fit 20 pounds of shit in a 10-pound bag. But so, before, before we do, you know why I'm having such a good week? Why? Why are you having such a good week? Because one of the two of us owes me a pizza. I was waiting for that to come out on the show. That's right. So we did we'll have a bet. We did have a bet last week when we went down our predictions for Money in the Bank card, and it was the tag team match, correct, that we bet on? Yeah, yeah, the four-way yeah. uh, men's. I, I wanted Forgotten Sons to win. I thought they were going to win. Uh, Maddie insisted that New Day was going to retain, and guess what? Yeah. He was right, so now I owe him a pizza. So we'll get, we'll get more into that when we get to Money in the Bank. Yeah, we'll get to that. So, yeah, today we're going to talk about, you know, our reactions from Money in the Bank, the aftermath of Money in the Bank. I want to talk about AEW's Road to Double or Nothing and also mm-hmm. the return of NWA Superpower, yes. which was supposed to be the go-home show to the Crockett Cup. So let's get right into it. Maddie. last week we talked a lot about WWE, so let's start off today with some AEW and the Road to Double or Nothing. Oh, you man. are the AEW guy. So let's talk about what we have going on. So one thing that happened this week is they did announce the match between the Elite and the Inner Circle is going to be a stadium stampede match at Double or Nothing. So uh, from what we understand, it's going to be held inside Jacksonville Jaguars Stadium. 80,000 seeds. Yep, which is going to be pretty cool. I think AEW is starting to get some of these cinematic ideas that from what WWE has been doing because even yeah. the money in the bank match was done very well it was very what, well it was the match that match was what it was supposed to be yeah so it's going to be interesting to see how they how they film this match in inside the stadium because again the stadium is a big oval mm-hmm. you could have and how, how many is that is that four on four 
Or is it going to be five on five? This I think four on four. Five on five. I was under the impression because he said we have our five. six man right here, and he pulled out the oh, pack. That's, so that's so right. I think I think we're going five on five, brother. Five on five. So this this match could happen anywhere, mm-hmm. anywhere in the stadium. But now, yeah. what's going to be the outcome of the match? Not not in terms of who's going to win, but where do these where do these wrestlers go in terms of storyline after this match? Oh, I think I think everybody goes their separate ways. You know. Um, uh, uh, Kenny and Cow, uh, Kenny and Cowboy, uh, uh, Kenny and Hangman are going to keep their belts. Cody's going for the, the the TNT title the same day, so I can't I can't see Cody in that match. Yeah, um, you know, going for the title that same day, you've got to assume that eventually uh, Matt Hardy is going to split off from the Elite altogether. Mm-hmm. You know, Sammy Guevara's got a match coming up this week against Orange Cassidy, so I don't see that really going any further than you right. know just a kick ass one off, I guess. With, you know, best friends in the inner circle, there's going to be melee with that coming up. So I think I think while we're under quarantine and the people who are cleared to wrestle are cleared to wrestle, we might keep this jib-jab going. But right. I don't see anything super long-term in the cards for a 10-man tag. Right. Now, in terms of Chris Jericho, I mean, he obviously was the first AEW champion. Uh, he lost the title to Moxley. Uh, and again, at that point, he was supposed to go away for a while. He was supposed to be on a world be tour, a tour with Fozzie. Yep. But now with the pandemic and with quarantine, it's kept him around a lot longer. So Which, what, are they, what are they going to do with him now moving forward? They can do anything with him. It is Jericho. I don't know if you got to watch last night. Full disclosure, I didn't get to watch NXT. So I know, I know that you and a lot of the other guys uh, from, from the big show like to watch the NXT first. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't know how caught up you are. But, you know, Jericho can literally go anywhere. He gave Pineapple Pete the match of a lifetime prime time against Chris Jericho, let him get his shit in, nailed him, nailed him with the, the Judas effect. And then let him lay in the ring for a few minutes until he was rolled out during their promo. Pineapple Pete got a bigger rub last night than he has ever gotten in his entire life combined. He was, he, I keep saying he Jericho was stellar on the mic for a few weeks before Jr. came back with all the recording and stuff, or he could just go back up North and, you know, take care of his family. You know, he's right. not too far. Jericho's in – is he in Atlanta now? Oh, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not know. 100% sure. It doesn't matter. But they can do nothing. They could shelve Jericho for a few weeks because he is a specialty. With the right. amount of guys they got coming in and the amount of guys they got coming back, Moxley's going to be having matches and defending. You know, the rest of the inner circle is good to go. It mm-hmm. looks like quite a bit of the elite is healed up and ready to go. We're introducing a new title. They might, you know, they might ride Jericho into the pay-per-view and then tell the big guy, man, hey, thanks for everything you've done. You kept us afloat for six weeks. Take a few weeks off. Right. Or what if they put him back behind the commentator table? Um, the only thing I could see is that after the pay-per-view, they're not worried about the build for the pay-per-view. And they mm-hmm. say to JR, you're old. You've got health issues. Stay home, and they do. But they've got right. Excalibur. They've got Taz. They've got mm-hmm. Shivani. I think Jericho is money behind the booth. I just think he would be, I don't know, a fourth or fifth man in. I, I right. think you know if you weren't going to have Jericho in front of the TV, or I'm sorry, in front of the camera, give him a little bit of time. He has right. single-handedly kept this afloat. He got guys over we've never seen and never heard of when he was on commentary. He then followed through by giving Pineapple Pete a match last night. They're going to have what I've got to assume is probably the, 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 the pre-main event main event at um, Double or Nothing. Ah, 
where do you go from there? Unless they just keep him around as a mouthpiece to film vignettes and have him run his stable. Right. And I think that that would be good for guys like Sammy Guevara yeah. and uh, Jake Hager as well. Uh, LIX already has a name, so they're good on their they, – they'll be fine on their own, especially in the tag division. They and have another stellar match from them last night. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. It was great yes. to see them back. So I think Jericho in more of a managerial role at this point, not being involved in any kind of storylines would be perfect for some of the younger talent. And not just that, when, when you know, again, if, if shit happens, if something falls through, if somebody does turn ill, I, I don't want to say, I don't want to put him out to pasture. I'm not, I'm, I'm right. comparing apples and oranges here, but Jericho for, for a little while can be that break glass in case of emergency guy. Right. You know, and his Jer- match is going to be stellar. You know, his mic is going to be stellar. Always. And Jericho is not ready to, to hang it up. He's no. probably had the, the the pinnacle of his career has probably begun over the within the past five years. Ever since, oh yeah, ever since him and Kevin Owens had their uh, their storyline together in the uh, WWE, and then he and went, then he and went, went to, to New Japan, and then New Japan with Kenny Omega. It has oh. his his career has lifted off, and and and, and he's, he's how old is he? He's in his late forties now. Yeah. 47 i'm pretty 40. sure yeah so he's already up there he's been around for over 20 years and this is the pinnacle of his career so no matter what position he's in it's going to be good for him and for his legacy because at the I end of the day to... jericho is the goat this is, is the this is the goat. best jericho we've ever seen yep. by no means that i mean hang it up break glass what i meant yeah. is don't write him into a storyline where it can't be moved it's i would right. keep him as the, the the queen of the chessboard he can move any direction and take on any opponent right awesome so let's talk about one other thing now with Double or Nothing. We're going to have the, uh, the final match, the finals yes. of the TNT Championship Tournament between Cody and Lance Archer, which means oh. Jake the Snake Roberts will not be far behind. Now let's talk about Jake the Snake real quick. He bought out the snake again, had it all over Brandy. I was, I was actually nervous that the snake might bite Brandy. I thought no, he was I'll trying lie. to get the snake to bite her. Right, thank you. It looked like that, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Brandy, okay. Randy, come on. Yep, exactly. Throwback, so, baby. Exa- Brandy and Randy, I thought the same thing. I'm so glad you saw that. And there was so many um, crossovers there between what happened in the past with Jake the Snake to what they did now. It was, it was beautiful. But, by but, the way, let's give Brandy some credit. She didn't move an eyelash. She was Jake still the, the whole Snake time. Roberts is mm-hmm. draping what looked to me to be a 700-foot snake yeah. Let's 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 let this be known. I'm terrified of snakes. I could never do that spot. There's not enough money. Yeah. Um she didn't move a muscle. She didn't breathe heavy. She didn't twitch. Professionale. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And so even though they took a little page out of the WWF's mm-hmm. book, they took another page out of Vince McMahon's playbook by introducing a mainstream celebrity to be the one to present the TNT title to the winner of Lance Archer and Cody one iron Mike Tyson. If I'm anyone, back, baby. I'm if, back. If anyone talks about the Monday night wars, a pinnacle of that era was when Mike Tyson uh, came to WWF had the confrontation with Austin Stone Cold, and, then, baby. and then joined DX for about a week and a cup of coffee. But that was a big part of the mainstream crossover was bringing Tyson over to WWF at the time. So now this is a very big move here Huge. Uh, for AEW to have Tyson there to present it. But now who is he going to present the title to? See, real, real quick, in, in my opinion, Tyson was the actual stick a fucking nail in it, tack it to the wall, start of the Attitude Era. 
Vince McMahon came out and made that announcement. We're going to do things a little differently here. Then a few, a few clicks later, we get Mike Tyson and Stone Cold in what everybody thought was a shoot. You right. know, um, who's he going to present it to? <sighs> my heart wants it to be Cody. But right. my head tells me that Cody is so company first. Look at the Bucks. They don't have a title yet. You know, right. Cody is so company first. Plus, if Cody gets that belt, <clears throat> okay, anybody in the world can wrestle him. No problem. Mm -hmm. But if Archer has the belt, all those baby faces that are already built up can chase for that title. There are so many baby faces in this company. And, and I don't want to say so few because you got to figure – I mean, right off the bat, how many true, pure, no bullshit heels can you count in the WWE? Not a whole lot. You can yeah. already count that many and maybe some more in AEW, and it's a third of the roster. Right. So who, who does my head say? My, my head says they're going to put it on Archer because Cody chasing is a much better story. What yeah. does my heart say? Give it to Cody. He deserves a title. He gave up his right for the big belt for 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 uh big platinum mm -hmm. uh throw it on cody especially because now i got to admit i'm pretty excited about the meeting up of arn anderson and jake the snake they're telling this story very very well yes now uh do you think the two of them can go one more one more match arn and jake no not at all <laughs> no absolutely I not absolutely not uh may maybe maybe at best a soft bump for jake but right. i can't i can't see him at, at all no yeah I, I feel the same but i do like how they're both still being both very involved in the storyline yeah now go, going back to who's going to be presented the title i agree with you wholeheartedly cody is going to do what's best for business he is not yep. about him being at the top of his craft his craft is running this promotion right now i so think he's he has transitioned into a better businessman than he ever was a wrestler and i think he's an outstanding Agreed. wrestler yep Agreed. And, and check this out. This is also going to mark this pay-per-view. Uh, Tyson will have been in a pay-per-view for WWF, ECW, and AEW now. Nice. What, what ECW pay-per-view was he in? I'm sorry, not ECW. WCW. WCW. ECW. Yeah, sorry. My bad. Oh, that's right. He was. That's right. Yeah. So, Tyson is the first crossover mainstream star in multiple, in multiple promotions. And have you seen the shape that he's in? He's going to get mm -hmm. into the ring with these guys and look yep. like a monster still. I think, mm -hmm. I, think it's, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. And I have always loved Tyson. He, he popped up at the end of uh, the, the Hangover 2. I lost my shit. I, I just, Tyson's, oh, yeah. Tyson's awesome. I love him. Tyson's great. So, so, yeah, so right now we're on the road to double or nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, so let's keep our eyes open on Dynamite moving forward and see what, we what else we have coming up. For so much, so much great stuff. We could, do, we could do a whole show on every Dynamite. Yeah. They, pyro, smoke, everything. They are running full-fledged shows. And I don't know if you did catch it or not, but they cut away. Not only did they have a scattering of wrestlers ringside, but they cut to the back, and it looked like a lot of real, real lower-card people. A lot of people I didn't recognize, maybe even some production people. They had it what looked like about six rows full and about three people to a row. So they kept social distancing, but they had right. a small crowd going, and it made a world of difference. Yeah, because from what I understand, too, Florida will be allowing sports uh, – sports arenas stadiums to start having about 25 percent capacity so we should start seeing people inside these arenas in the in the the, the upcoming weeks yeah so 
Yeah, and I got to admit, I'm excited by that. I think that was the, the the cherry on top that AEW had, especially over Raw, and which is sad to say, I'm sorry, WWE, because mm-hmm. I thought Raw this week was another outstanding Raw. A couple Raw. of people would have really put him over the top. Yes, Raw was really good uh, this week for the aftermath uh, of Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. Before we talk about some stuff that happened on Raw, just give me your overall reactions from the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. I thought it was outstanding. The matches I didn't care about were well done and entertaining. Right. Uh, I liked the fact that there was an awful lot of clean finishes. Uh, I like that a lot of our predictions came true. They didn't try to swerve us with every match. Some matches right. were just matches. And, you know, the things that we talked about, remember we talked about, you know, not being, being surprised, but not being stunned, say Tamina won. There were two chances in that match where I thought Tamina had it wrapped up. They pulled me in. Yep, and that was a good match. I have to give Tamina – again, I, I've been giving Tamina a lot of credit lately. She deserves it. Everything up until now, I, I, I never hop on that Tamina bandwagon. But I give her credit. That was a really good match, very well done. I even got to give Sasha and Bailey credit. They, all three of them helped put that match together, and that match was real, done really well. Yeah, big really, time. Really well. Um, the actual Money in the Bank ma- uh, ladder match, I thought it was outstanding. Um, I have my favorite part just because I'm an idiot and I like a little bit of that stuff. But I, I thought start to finish, there were no missteps. Uh, I thought Dana Brooke grabbing the literal cash in the briefcase, money in the bank yeah. uh, briefcase and, and, and crying. And then Stephanie cutting in was great. I love brother love in the shitter. I, I, I thought, you know, John Laurinaitis coming through on a scooter was great. And you know and what, Vince? man? Oh, see, I was saving that for last because that was my absolute favorite. I love Vince McMahon. I yep. love Mr. McMahon. When my father calls, his ringtone is no chance in hell. Like, I, <laughs> nice. I love that shit. And right. AJ and uh, uh, Daniel Ryan brawling and then stopping because dad scolded him. Yep. And then I don't, know if this, I don't know if this was scripted or not, but coming back to fix those chairs made me mm-hmm. pop That was so, so hard. good. That was so good. See, I wasn't going into the match. I wasn't, ex- I didn't expect it to be, to have so much comedy. I really thought it was going to be a legitimate brawl through the entire thing. But again, we talked about over the past few weeks, the cinematography they're going to start doing for these matches. Mm-hmm. And after watching it again, I, I was, I was surprised. I wasn't expecting a lot of a comedy to be in there, but I thought it was, I thought it was well placed though. To it. Yes, it, exactly. yes. It wasn't it overdone. Great. It nope. wasn't, it wasn't too much. It added to the match, the food fight, the food fight's a fucking staple in WWE anyway. I was going to bring that up, fights, man. And Paul know? Heyman taking a full platter from o- – first of all, right. Otis shucking and jiving for what to me felt like 25 minutes before he screamed food fight. Yep. Hilarious. <laughs> it was great. So the, the, the match was exactly what it needed to be. Mm-hmm. You know, it had the comedy. It, it still helped develop or continue storylines within the, within the stars that were, that were in the match. Yes, and yes. And the winners of the match – neither of us saw i did not think oscar was going to win that i we, really thought it would have been shana mm-hmm. or we would have had a swerve like a dana brooke or a carmella or maybe even a returning nia Jax. but i did not think oscar was going to win that because she just got done having a few with becky uh the, over the past couple months i have no faith in wwe handling oscar well I think it's a tragedy. I think it's absolutely horrific. And I absolutely have to rethink my position because not only did she win Miss Money in the Bank, but the strap was in there. So, oh, right. also, side note, um, not only were we both right about poor Ray getting pitched off the roof, but they threw 
this blew my mind. They've spent so much time building up Alistair Black and then tossed right. him. I loved that. I yeah. love that anybody on any day can get a leg up on a guy. I yeah. love that Alistair Black, too, isn't that guy that's, you know, got to protect my finish, brother. Right. Like, he let himself get pitched off. Good, good moves. The all my only concern, not concern, my only quarrel with with that segment when mm-hmm. when uh, Corbin threw Mysterio and Black off the roof, I expected that to be more of a spot. Like have everyone that was out there on the roof stop and look at Corbin and yeah. make, make make more to do. But it was really just here. I want to talk you over, and that was it. And then the, the, there was a scene change, and they went on with the match. I feel like that could have been more of a spot, you know. Even if it was more of like everyone ganging up on Corbin because he just threw people he- off the roof. I I agree with that. However, I do like how they put a nice little bow on that the next night. Ray comes up and says, hey, fortunately, we only fell six feet. Yeah. Hey, six feet's enough to be eliminated from the competition, but not seriously. Like, right. I, I, think, I think across the board, they just did a great job. I, th- I agree. I, I popped on Raw when, when Charlie Caruso was interviewing Ray Mysterio. Ray, you know, after that grueling Money in the Bank match, again, thrown off the roof, how do you feel? I feel great, Charlie. I freaking lost my shit because he yeah. opens up with, I feel great. Uh, you just got thrown off the roof, dude. What do you mean you feel great? Yeah, it's and a six foot fall—that's a big deal, man. It's still now, a big deal. We're, we're not professional athletes, but if you fall off a six foot ladder, mm-hmm. the next day you're not gonna be wrestling, dude. If I fall off my bottom step, I'm in pain for the next fucking twenty four <laughs> hours. Come on. So, anyway, Reach, brother, go, testify, so, right? <laughs> so let's go back to Oscar. So, yeah, um, all this day. past Monday on Raw. Becky Lynch came out with a uh, to cut her promo. Now I want to mm-hmm. talk about this. To bothered me when I was watching Money in the Bank. <laughs> I think okay. They kept announcing Becky Lynch will be on Raw tomorrow night to uh, to confront the winner of the yep. Money in the Bank match. But the commentators kept saying all night the winner of the match can only face their brand's champion. So it's not like it was a crossover thing. So we already knew it was going to be someone from Raw. Oh, I didn't even pick up on that. I picked up on that right away. I was like, well, it's got to be someone from Raw. Then if they're already announcing Becky's going to talk to the winner, it I, has to be Raw. I didn't so, catch that at all. I might have I yeah. had uh, too many Tito's. That might have been something small. <laughs> There's also thing as too many Tito's. Uh-huh. Um, it, it may have been something small. It may have just been the mark in me that I picked it up. So I, I, I kind of caught that. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but that also wraps up our question from last week's episode about how no, we didn't see anything about Becky at all leading into this. Right. Questions and, answered. And now we know why. Mysterious Seth disappearance. Rollins knocked her up. Uh, Put a shot in her. Very, very happy about it, though. She's going to be, I mean, being See, a mother, I, I mean. I have to disagree. The look on her face to me, I think she, because she even said goodbye, I'll miss you, things like that. I think mm-hmm. Becky's gone. Gone. Really? You think that it's done? Because she did say, I can't wrestle anymore, which is right. Okay, because you're pregnant. Sure. I don't think so, man. I don't She's think gonna so. take nine months off for pregnancy, mm-hmm. and then she's not gonna be there for the first year of the kids' life. She'll she'll come back. She'll, she'll come, come back. back. She'll come back in the Royal Rumble, and she'll host something. And she's done. And she wow. saw it in her face. She worked her ass off to get to where she is. She's yeah. at the pinnacle, longest women's champion of all time. A yeah. fan swell like we haven't seen since I don't know, at least the Attitude Era. A fan mm-hmm. swell like we haven't seen since Rocky Austin. Right. And she had to give it all up because she I, – come on. Well, I don't think I, she looked – yeah. I have to think, though, that it may have been planned. I think she was – she enjoyed her run. But I think once her and Seth got together, they wanted a family. Because, again, Seth proposed to her months ago. They've been engaged already for months. So I already know that they – I don't I can't say I know because I don't know them personally. But I'm pretty sure 
they were already planning their future together. And if that meant starting a family, well, here it is. Uh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Is, is this, is this going to segue into the next thing on your sheet, Johnny? Well, I did want to talk about someone who likes her pregnancy and might not, or doesn't like it or thinks it's stupid and thinks she's going to have, she's going to have a stupid baby. I'm glad uh, because I agree with everything in this promo. <laughs> We're talking about Shayna Baszler, the queen of spades. She cut probably her best promo to date on Raw. She cut uh, the best promo of the night. Of the night, yeah, definitely. When she was asked about her thoughts on Becky Lynch being pregnant and then Asuka being the new champion. Um, I don't know how if that's going to now involve Shayna and Asuka, because I would love to see that. I would two love to see that. Singles feud. Um, but I think with Becky also being out, whether it be for a short time, whether it be for the for the remainder of her career, this opens up a lot of doors now. Obviously, for some more of the women's talent over on Raw. Who who do you think who do you think the next person to step up and fill that main event slot is? Who's the one person that we haven't seen in the mix that you think is gonna? I don't want to say fill Becky's shoes, but fill Be- Becky's void. If you're asking me, yeah, I'm, al- I'm always gonna say Ruby Riot. Okay, I wow. will always always say Ruby Riot because she is my girl. Uh, I have been a fucking fan of her since she was on the indies as Heidi Loveless. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she has been mismanaged a lot since the Riot Squad. The Riot Squad could have been good, but it was yeah. the, the booking was done very poorly. Um, if, if I had the pen and I put pen to paper and wrote some storylines, I can come up with some really good storylines for Ruby myself. So Vince H, if you're listening, give me a call, sign into my DMs, I'll tell you how to book Ruby moving forward. But that's my take. What about you, Matt? You know what? I I, I don't have one right now. I I just came up with a question off the top of my head because I realized that there's going to be a huge hole in that division. Um, You know, I like the Ruby Riot take. I really do, especially as a singles competitor now. The only thing is, you know, uh, uh, it seems like whoever's going to come in with that, are they going to go full face with Ruby? I think with Ruby, she. I think it can go either way. She's a great heel. She could be a really good face. She got a huge pop when she returned yeah. a few weeks back uh, during the Liv Morgan Lana match. Uh, they were chanting Ruby. People, people love. People Ruby were into Riot. it. Yep. So now my only thing with Ruby is I think she needs a little more work on the mic. So I think yeah. giving her a mouthpiece would be good. I think Paige would be a perfect mouthpiece for Ruby Riot. See, now I can absolutely see that happening, and. With Paige in her corner, my, 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 my qualm would have been, as a heel, she needs some backup because that's just the WWE formula. As a face, she can go solo. But right. you know what? You give, you give her a Paige manager, she can go face, heel, tweener, doesn't matter. I, I like right. that. Yeah, uh, Vince, uh, uh, just, just hit me up for whatever. But yeah, hit, yeah. hit, hit Johnny up for booking. Just give us a call. We, we work for cheap. But let's stay on the topic now of <laughs> pizzas, uh, actually. Uh, pizzas, right? Let's let's stay on the topic now of managers. We've been talking oh, the yeah. past few weeks, actually, ever since the quarantine, about uh, the Zelina Vega camp, including Andrade. Um, well, I almost said Alistair Black. I'm sorry, Andrade, Angel Garza, and Austin Theory. Which I think is pretty much the best thing going on Raw. Right. Zelina and the boys, yeah. And, and we've been a broken record about that. Los yep. Ignorables de Zelinas. Uh, but it looks like there's some tension now within the ranks, and it looks like they are shunning Austin Theory. Yeah. I, I feel like, one, it's too soon. Way too soon, I think. Unless Triple H is trying to bring Austin Theory back down to NXT and not keep him up on Raw. Okay. If, it's the only if thing they, I could think of. If they are going to ostracize Austin Theory, 
and then take him off TV for six, eight, 12, 18 months. Mm -hmm. I'm cool with it. If Austin theory is going to break off and become a singles guy or become the thorn in Zelina Vegas side, I agree with you too much, Mm -hmm. too soon. We're, yeah. we're not, you know, the, the, the clay isn't set yet, baby. It's right. It's, it's still soft. Let it, right. let it harden up. And I feel like Austin Theory hasn't solidified himself yet as nope. that main roster superstar. No. Quite yet on Raw. He had a great call up. You know, he had his first WrestleMania match his second week on the main roster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he hasn't really solidified himself as that single star, even as a no. uh, a stable mate or a faction mate in, in Zelina's camp. His so, matches have all been mid-card matches. Right. You know, he. I think they got like 50-50 booking going with the guy. Yep. I, yeah. No, we need – let that stable run. Let it yeah. run. They, they need to give this stable some more ma- uh, some more wins. They mm-hmm. need to have Andrade defend the U.S. title more and retain it over and over and over again. Cleanly, he doesn't have to, doesn't have to be dirty. Yeah, you're going to have – just because you're in a faction does not mean you can't win every match clean. See, that's, that's the thing that kills me is I, I, I hate when there's a faction and the faction has to get involved in every match. Everything. Let the right. guy be a badass, but also have backup for the in case, not for the indefinite. Right, right. So I'm hoping that, that they figure this out and Austin Theory does not get, uh, like you said, ostracized from the, from the, the group because I think this group is great to help elevate Austin Theory as that single star. I know absolutely. Um, we, weeks ago, I think when we were doing the, the WrestleMania prediction show with uh, all of for, the Fourth Wall Network, Smarky was saying Austin Theory is the, the next John Cena. John Cena. That was the hottest of takes, man. Right, and that's a bold, bold statement. But with that being said, okay, if you asked me that back before WrestleMania, maybe I would have agreed with that. But looking at it now, who knows where the bookings where the booking is going to be going with him? Well, not just that, so, but I mean, do, do they even want another John Cena? They, Does right. WWE want to build another guy who can really write his own story because of his popularity? Right. Does he really want? Uh, th- does anybody want another heir to that throne? Because as it stands right now, Vince can say jump, and everybody says how high. But with John Cena, he can say I'm not going to Saudi Arabia, and there's nothing you can do about it. I want to wrestle at WrestleMania and there's nothing you can do about it. I'm not coming out during quarantine and there's nothing you can do about it. Putting that kind of title on another guy, especially considering I don't want to think about these days. I know a lot of people do, but Vince isn't going to be around forever. Right. You know, does triple H seem like the kind of guy who's going to let there be another voice in his camp? It's hard to say. It depends. Cause if you think back to like the attitude era, yeah, you had your, your anchors of the shows, but let's not forget during that time, everybody had a substantial storyline that had depth to it, that everyone, the fans can be emotionally invested in. If they booked like that and their creative really focused on everyone on that roster Mm -hmm. and not just the anchors of the shows, you don't need to have a John Cena or a rock or an Austin or a Hulk Hogan to carry. You could have the entire roster carry the promotion moving forward and when that happens i mean shit look austin arguably the greatest of all time or in the conversation at least right he was so big and so powerful and so everything else and the way his shit ended is he took his ball and went home he didn't tell vince what was what he had Mm -hmm. to walk away right i don't think we'll ever see another john cena but i understand where smark was coming from yeah agreed now, let's talk about another faction that is slowly forming over on Raw as well. We mentioned over the... Hold on one second, everyone. I just pulled my earphones out of my interface. During these times of technical difficulties, we'd oh, like to thank you all hey. for... Two... All right, never mind. We're done. Hey, everyone. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> 
See, I'm Italian, so I talk with my hands. And I just rip my earphones right out of my interface. Anyway, on that note, so we've been talking over the past few weeks about MVP starting this faction now with uh, Shane Thorne and Brendan Vick. Uh, Vink, I'm sorry. Vink. It's all six Vink. foot five of them. All six five of Brendan Vink. But now it looks like Bobby Lashley over the past few weeks have, has been looking for a new manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm so happy they're finishing up this whole stupid storyline with him and Lana. God, just get her off TV. I do need to give Lana credit, though. I hate Lana's character, but she does it so well. Like seeing her for that, for like the, the two minutes on Raw backstage, yelling and screaming at MVP, like she could be the modern day Vicky Guerrero. God damn it. I was just. Always, right? I was, you thought the same thing. I was right? just going to say, she's Vicky Guerrero without the charisma. It, right, right. I think if Lana had a little more charisma and was a little more confident in what she was saying on the mic, yeah. oh, she'd yeah. be great. She, yeah, she'd, think, be a, she'd be a good mouthpiece. Yeah, if she if she polishes up her because she is very script remembering and her cadence is uh, uh, sometimes di- difficult. It's just it's just right. hard to get through sometimes. If she yes. if she has a bit more polish, gets a few more reps. All right, I, I can see that that high pitched scream, obnoxious, and not just that she can bounce around. And I mean, shit, if, if Vicky's gonna have uh, 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 fake love interest storylines, you know, with, with Edge and this and that. Lana could do the same. She could just bounce dude to dude to dude for whoever might need a mouthpiece at that moment. Yep. And it might be a little more easier for her to do that because Rusev is no longer employed with WWE. So AEW. Uh, yep. That's where he's going next. But let's, uh, let's go back to Lashley now. So I think yep. this is a great move for Bobby Lashley. This is an A+. plus. This is the best thing he's done since he's come back. Yeah. I mean, he, yes, he had that feud with Roman Reigns, and he had that really good match with Roman Reigns a couple years ago. But since then, they've done nothing with this character. And this is, this is definitely the best he's looked over the past few weeks. Get Lashley off the mic. Let him come in. Let him be a powerhouse. Let him, uh, let him have a, a, a bunch of squash matches and yep. have MVP be his mouthpiece. Make him TNA Lashley. <laughs> yep. Now, We'd mentioned a few weeks ago bringing Apollo Crews back from his injury and putting Apollo Crews potentially in this stable as well with MVP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, sign me up. Uh, Apollo Crews, Bobby Lashley, Vink, Thorne. I, I could do without Vinger Thorne, maybe replace them with Ricochet and Alexander. Why? Why? Let's, <laughs> let's get another big dominant. Come on, ever ready? Let's get another big dominant mm. tag team in there that's good. First of all, Ricochet, Ricochet is a singles guy. Whether he's going to be a singles guy on Raw or he's going to mm-hmm. go to NXT and do the Finn Balor thing or what have you, you know, I, I don't have an awful lot of faith in the Cedric Alexanders of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, he's forever going to be a mid card or, or, or a lower mid card guy. I, I like the fact that because I mean, like, look at AOP. Right now, granted, they're plagued with injury, have mm-hmm. been since the beginning of the call up. But who gives a shit about them? But they're awesome in Seth's stable. They, they, yeah, they're always good with the mouth because, like, they were. It's unfortunate that Paul Ellering didn't want to d- do the work, travel, work the travel schedule to be with AOP on the main road. Well, what, what was he, 80? Uh, he's definitely up there. He's in his late 70s, I think, early 80s. Yeah, man. Potentially. But I think, I think when they lost Ellering, that kind of put the brakes on who AOP was at the time and also the injuries as well. Uh, if now, it wasn't for those injuries, I think, I think them and Spud could have had some legs. Oh shit! I forgot Spud was um, the manager for a little while too. Yeah, I think that That's I right. think that could have gone well. They also had yeah. Spud spread real thin. He was doing commentary for a little while on mm-hmm. uh, one of the shows, and then yeah. But okay, so but yeah. I'm I'm just saying I I like I like these two guys, especially because 
not everybody in the tag team division needs mm-hmm. like, we've seen the same matches over and over and over again right. getting a new tag team in there is great especially if they're a heel tag team that's gonna have their own mouthpiece and they got no problem taking losses because the star of the show is gonna be a lashley or um an apollo cruz i'm all right, right. yeah no, I, I could agree with you on that. So let's see what, what happens here with this with MVP's camp. But now let's talk about two wrestlers from Raw that don't need a mouthpiece. Let's talk about Edge and Randy Orton, who are two of the greatest at their crafts, whether Bold. it be on the mic, at the commentary table, in the ring, behind the scenes. These two are these are the definition of what to do. Randy is the finest wine on the planet. Mm -hmm. He never ages. He looks like a million bucks. He's always in shape. He's always tan. And and here's the one thing that I hear a lot of people who know a lot more than I do say about certain people. He is always in shape, ready to go. Oh, yeah. He's always... Always, all you know, he he comes. In, plus, they they protected the RKO to no end. It's it got to be the most protected move in in WWE right now. I'd have to say. Yeah, how many, I think so. how many people have really kicked out of a multiple RKO match? A handful at best. Yeah, I'd say if any, maybe like maybe your John Cena's, maybe the Undertakers, you know. But again, oh, those are those are fucking legends. I'm yeah. talking about the guys that are on the roster right now. Yeah, Randy is still Randy's still at least in the discussion of it, if at any point shit goes sideways, you can put Randy in any program. Right. Agreed. So, and this program in specific is big in the world of WWE and sports oh, yeah. entertainment because they said the word, but you're not allowed to say Ooh, the bad word product. It's that bad W. Word, oh God. Wrestling. Like, first of all, that, stuck out to me now most people who watch Huge. it may, may not even real it may not have clicked but that clicked as soon as he said the word randy orton said the word wrestling match wrestling I was like, Whoa, match you don't yep. have wrestling this is an entertainment company not a wrestling company. yeah there are no wrestling matches for title belts on right. wwe so i think this is huge this is i think this is progress for wwe i think this is a uh potential growth in the company as well to start um what's the word not adhering um to start, wow, I lost my the word I'm trying to say, but help me out here, Matt. Yeah, I don't know, man. You, you keep you keep throwing me the Spider Man hands, looking for that web. I'm looking I, for that. What is that know, word I'm thinking com- of? Com- competing with the AEW storyline, maybe. I think I think what it comes out. Yeah, they're able to compete better if they focus on who they are. You are a. It's a wrestling promotion. Yes, you entertain, but every wrestling promotion entertains. I understand WWE does it more on a production, a higher production level, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you're still a wrestling promotion, yep. you know? So I think this is huge. This, this is growth within the company in the industry as well. The only thing I didn't like was at the very end of the promo, Charlie Caruso should not, first of all, don't know why she was even there. Just end it, man. She did not need to be in that ring with the mic. Sidebar, been, sidebar. Ahead. Charlie Caruso can show up whenever the hell she wants. Oh, my God. She's fucking gorgeous. Oh, my God. I want them to do something with her and Angel Garza, even though I know we just got engaged. Oh, uh, to, um, ca- to the camera woman? To the camera woman. <laughs> I, no, like when they, on, I like when they call her NXT, Chuck. But on NXT, when he was facing Leo Rush and he won the Cruiserweight Championship, oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. did propose to his, uh, his current fiance that mm-hmm. day on NXT TV. But anyway, 
But I think that that promo segment should have ended with just Edge and Orton. Yep. Like, have Orton say, you can't beat me in a regular wrestling match, one, two, three. And just have Edge have this look of, of defeat on his face. Like, hmm, maybe you're right. Right. Look, you know, which he, which he did. This? But then Charlie Drew said, well, if this match happens, this could be the best pro wrestling match ever. Why'd you say that? We know that. Let yeah. them have their moment, you know? Less is best at times. And at that moment, it should have been less. It should have been left with just Edge's look on his face of disbelief. Like, wow, maybe maybe Orton's right. And then, boom, cut scene, move on, see you next week. I, I have to agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah. I don't really look at too much production stuff like that, but that really stuck out to me. I was like, why did you say anything? Well, no, you know? I'm, I'm with you. Sometimes it's those little nitpicky things. I mentioned right. it last week where Drew right. McIntyre had just said, I kicked him in the face so hard as opposed to having to say Claymore. Claymore. Those little things are, are – but you know what? I've got to give WWE credit. They've stepped up their game enough that it's the little things that are pissing me off now, not the whole right. three hours anymore. Right. Now, did you notice on Raw, speaking of Drew McIntyre, he did mention Claymore Country. Oh, um, God. I was so mad about that. When he was on his mic and, and he started going through, like, all of his – the sexy Scotsman, the Scottish psychopath. See, all that, of his was, that was funny. That was funny. But now they're doing this whole Claymore Country thing. I was like, are you just trying to fill a void because Brock Lesnar is not on TV and there's no more Suplex City right now? Yeah, like, absolutely. What, why why go, Claymore Country is so hokey? The first time he said you it, know? I just – I looked over at my wife and I'm like, oh, good. Uh, after Seth Rollins burns it down, we're going to get these hands in Claymore country, which is just outside of suplex city. Like, come on, man. That, yep. like, it's, it's too much. It's too it much. Too much. But what, what else is too much too is, is the fact that they have, they meaning WWE, Vince McMahon, I'm a genius. According to him, um, they have redone the, the same gimmick storyline numerous times over the, over years. They've had sure. the super, they, first they have the draft which was an annual draft brand to brand, whether good, bad, or indifferent, whether you, whatever your thoughts of it are, that happened. It was good once. We created SmackDown, and SmackDown became mm. the bigger show for a real long time. Right. It's the, the, the theory of diminishing returns after that. Mm -hmm. I think it gets worse every time it happens. Right. So then to, to, to help keep things fresh, they introduced the Superstar Shake-Up. <laughs> then fast forward a couple I of years. I know where you're going. Then they had the wild card rule where Which anyone was the worst. any brand. It was, you saw the same people every fucking, like twice the, a week. Anyone can show up on any brand at any time as long as right. it's no more than three competitors and you need a week's notice. And then and that, that, never same, happened. that same week they had five crossovers. Yep. Yeah. But now they're doing the same shit but calling it something different. They're calling it the brand to brand invitational. So out of nowhere, Drew McIntyre uh, invites Baron Corbin, King Corbin, over to Raw to face him for the title. Do I think – good for Corbin. He's in the title picture. Again. Great for Corbin. I, you know, the only thing – the only positive I, I look at with this match, rivalry, whatever, whatever this ends up being, is you have your uber white meat baby face with Drew McIntyre, mm -hmm. and you have probably one of the biggest heels – on the main roster, I think I think the, I think the best heel and probably I don't want to say the whole company because I'm not a, a week I, I I don't I don't catch up on NXT each and every single week so NXT mm. has got some uber talent but right. but between uh, uh, SmackDown and Raw I think by far Corbin's the, the best the best heel in the company yeah so I could see that you have your uber baby face you have your straight up heel but why Corbin. You know, why was he the, the chosen? I want to see how they develop the storyline. Like, they're trying to 
to have this built-in storyline back when Drew was teaming up with Corbin. When Drew, right. it was a Drew Lashley and Corbin, which was a nonsense um, stable. I it think was Braun Strowman was with them too uh, for a few weeks. It was garbage. It, it was garbage. It made no sense. There was no depth to that storyline. No depth to that to that um, the association between Drew and Corbin. Now they're going to bring that back up and have it, that be the premise of, of this rivalry? Well, they, they, can, they can edit it in such a way that it looks like there's a history for people who don't know, and that's fine. My, my problem isn't necessarily with the match. My problem is with, the like you said, the moniker, the name, the presentation right. of it, the, the brand invitational. No, man, have, have Drew come out and be like, hey, times are different. Our roster isn't big. You know this. You see the same superstars every week because only some of us are cleared to wrestle. And I've heard Corbin run his mouth nonstop. I've beat everybody there is to beat here on Raw. I want to be a fighting champion. Right. You're done. Now, here's here's, I want to touch on this lastly with this to show you how they probably could have booked. Then I want to move to NWA real quick. But now, Drew McIntyre is the one who mentioned for the first time ever on Raw about a brand-to-brand invitational. Yep. Let's let's make the brand to brand invitational a Drew McIntyre thing. Drew wants to be a fighting champion. Yep. He could open up his matches to anyone, a la John Cena when he was the US, US had, the, had the US, US open. title opened. Right? So Kevin okay, Owens fine. came if, up if, and slapped him around from NXT. I yes. think that was great. So if that was the way they they introduced this brand to brand invitation as a Drew McIntyre thing, fine. I'm all in because I want to see Drew be a fighting champion. Absolutely. But let's not make this brand-to-brand invitational thing a, 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 brand Ross, a brand thing, you know, where it's Raw and SmackDown. Make it just be a Drew thing and have yep. him fight. Ha, you know, set up some of these dream matches we might not get to see because people are on SmackDown and Drew's over on Raw. Show us some of those matches that we want to see. Yeah, and also make it a true invitational. You know, right. if, if wrestler X says, Drew, I want to challenge you. And Drew goes, well, I'm the champion and mm-hmm. you don't deserve it. I don't accept. Right. Or, or the other way around. You, you mm-hmm. know, I, you don't want Drew to turn down a fight. It would be a bad look for him. I just, right. I don't want them to just be anything goes for any reason. Right. Corbin's an asshole. Drew's the champ. Kind of makes sense. And like you said, there's history. They can put together a three or four or five minute video package that mm-hmm. shows the meltdown of that stable. That shows times where they had run-ins together. Oh, right. uh, we, we used to be the best of mates. They, they can make that happen. There's a little bit of sense there. Yeah. Also, <laughs> Corbin's just good. I've yeah. been on the Corbin bandwagon for a long, long time. So he, I. He's another one of those guys, man. All right, so his mic skills were a little off in the beginning, but he never had the opportunity. As soon as he shaved his head, I, but before he shaved his head, I thought he was goofy and all that other crap and the lone wolf shit and all whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I still liked him. But since he shaved his head, I've been all about Corbin. And this King Corbin, I think this is the best King run since Booker. Agreed. Agreed. He's definitely the best King of the Ring that we've had in a long time. And he has been on an incline in his career ever since he was Constable Corbin because that was a fucking great that, gimmick. That for was him. gold. And, I you know, it. and it's slow and steady. I like it. People right. organically hate him. He puts on good matches. He's right. big. He's super mm-hmm. big, but he's not bodybuilder big. So when right. you put him in there with a Daniel Bryan, he towers over him, but it's not as much a David and Goliath as, say, when he's in there with Brock or when he's right. in there with Drew. You know, exactly. I, I, think, I think Corbin is the, the best middle-of-the-road number one asshole 
he, I think, I think he's done a really good job of taking over the number one asshole job from Miz because Miz is smiles and babies and red carpets and Miz and Misses. And I don't mind it. Miz paid his right. dues. He wants to be a good guy for a little bit. He wants to be a, a chicken shit tag team guy. Good for him. But as far as just a pure piece of dirt, you want him to lose. You want him to get spit on every time you see him. Corbin's the man. Right. Exactly. So, uh, again, we'll have to see where this goes. I believe they are facing each other next week on Raw for the WWE Championship. Corbin versus Drew McIntyre. But now, let's move over to... uh, (laughs) Let's travel now throughout the territories and make our way over to NWA. Because NWA returned this week with Superpower, which was supposed to be the go-home show uh, for the Crockett Cup. Which Uh, pisses me off, man. I love tag team wrestling. I know, which unfortunately is not happening as of now due to the uh, global pandemic. But Mm. they did show some of the, uh, they did show what that show was going to have. Had a lot of stuff with the Rock and Roll Express, Strictly Business, Villain Enterprises made an appearance with Brody King and uh, Marty Skrull. There was no PCO there. There was a tag match between Strictly Business and Villain Enterprises at the end. And this feud between those two stables is going to keep developing towards whatever their next pay-per-view ends up being, whether it be the Crockett Cup or yeah. something else. Well, especially with Marty having the pencil in ROH. You right. know, the, the, I, I think the crossover only helps both brands, especially without Ring of Honor, having any sort of TV. Right. Agreed. And, and at that time, PCO was making his uh, I Am The Champion Canadian tour, which mm-hmm. went super well when they filmed that. So, yeah, it was just Brody. It was just Brody. And uh, I was surprised no flip. I was surprised there was no flip, Gordon, because I know he was there at the uh, – what was the last pay-per-view NWA had where he faced uh, Nick Aldis? Oh, no, that was a Ring of Honor pay-per-view. I'm sorry. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. Why can't I think of what the hell it was called? Anyway, final Battle. Yes, final Battle, thank you. And, and I was there for face. Final Battle Fallout the next night in Philly. So I got to see nice. PCO as the champ. I got lots and lots of pictures. I sat next to an extremely – very front row. I'm, I'm all over. Yeah, it, go to Ring of Honor, check it out. I'm the uh, – obnoxious big fat guy screaming and yelling in the very front row having a blast <laughs> sitting there with teddy hart and his uh, cats nice that's awesome D- did you get you saw camille that night also no camille was not in that oh, night camille? this was this was fallout i got a uh, i got maria gotcha. manic and, and marty okay. scurl and pco and, and all those guys not not a whole lot of crossover not a whole lot okay. of crossover but speaking of camille camille brickhouse let's Ugh. talk about camille she uh she's my number again, one you, in the wrestling you, biz she is super talented. She is super attractive. Uh, I think she has done her gimmick very, very well for I all think this time where she just didn't speak. Probably the best gimmick in, in NWA for, for the last year. You know, and going into NWA when Power first came about, I never followed NWA prior to Power uh, streaming on YouTube and Facebook. So I, I, I watched understand. some of the 10 pounds of gold, but yeah, I'm with you okay. right around the, right around the same time. Right for the me. same time. Yeah. So I didn't know that was her gimmick. I was like, why does she never say anything? Mm-hmm. I was like, why is she so just stoic when she's out there on ringside? When, when all this is fighting, like she just stands there. I'm like, what? Is, and then I was like, Oh, that's her gimmick. Yeah. Now she was the I bodyguard, the insurance. Yeah. And I've met her in person too. And I got to tell you, she is an intimidatingly large woman. Nick, oh, yeah. first of all, people don't realize because they always see him in suits. And then when you see him wrestle, you're like, oh, shit, Nick Aldis is a big dude. See, I have the same feeling about Eli Drake. Like, you see Eli Drake in the, the yeah. T-shirts and leather jackets, and you're like, who's this smarky little fuck? And then he comes out in his ring gear, and you're like, oh, yeah, he's slapped up. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, no. C- Camille, exactly. Camille in person is just as hot and just as big. Mm-hmm. So now let me ask you, ha- no, so has she spoken yet? Yeah. 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 Um, a few, a few weeks ago, um, 
I thought I thought I mentioned it on on one of our other podcasts uh, a, a few uh, a few weeks ago. There was a special that was almost all based around her. It was the last new content that NWA had released prior to this Tuesday's six oh five show. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So Camille is definitely a, a, a super talent that everyone should keep their eyes open and, and keep a lookout for her. Uh, oh, and if you want if you want any background story on her, um, sure. go go plug in. Um, the lingerie football league clips of her. Uh, she, she played in the LFL. She okay. was devastating. LFL? The lingerie football. It was, it, it, that it, was it, a thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. These Good. girls, these girls can go man. Okay. Yeah. Camille, Camille was the same powerhouse baddest. This was full contact. These girls were playing in lingerie helmets and shoulder pads. Get, get your mind out of the gutter. It was that actually awesome. decent football, but, Okay, no, the football was shit. Who am I kidding? Um, it was a gimmick. But if you go to right. her highlight reel, like mm-hmm. you watch the moves that she was pulling on the football field, you understand why. Like when she speared Tim Storm, he sold the shit out of it because mm-hmm. taking a shoulder tackle from Camille, she, the, the girl's like 5'10, 5'11, right. I guess. She's got to be what, 150? She's a big woman. Mm-hmm. She's muscular and large. And you got to figure, I mean, she's got her. Uh, if you follow her social media, uh, her, her and her, her happy ever after boyfriend have got a little gym going in their garage. So they are just keeping the fucking pump on. That's t- Thomas Latimer, right? Latimer. Yeah. Latimer. Yeah. Yep. Who's Absolutely. also a member of Strictly Business. Of Strictly He's Business. Yeah. Tag and team with Royce, Royce Isaacs. The, who the who wild, just, who, wild cards? who just annoys the shit out of me, Isaacs. Yes, he does. And he so does. does May, his girlfriend. Oh, whatever. Oh God, that's right. Uh, but if you want to show support for Camille Brickhouse, you can also check her out on Patreon. I did notice yesterday she has a Patreon, patreon.com. Yeah, and just yeah her Camille bikini Brickhouse. shots and some workout mm-hmm. stuff. I'm, I'm not a subscriber, but yeah, I noticed it uh, a couple weeks ago myself. Yeah, cool. So also another good news, uh, more good news with NWA is that they're going to keep producing new content weekly. Yes. Yeah. So next week, some new shows. On, on the 19th, they're going to debut NWA Carnyland. Mm-hmm. Don't know anything about it, uh, but um, why can't – wow, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought today. Um, president of NWA. Cor- Billy Corgan. Uh, Corgan, w- thank you. William wow. Corrigan when William it comes Corgan. to the NWA. Yes, William Corgan at the end of, of uh, Superpower uh, came up on the screen and said that there is going to be some new content coming up each week, and they're going to be debuting NWA Carnyland next week on May 19th. So uh, – be on the lookout for some new NWA content. And with that being said, Maddie G. Yes. That is a lot happening in wrestling. I'm glad we got to talk about all of it. Yeah. One, one more quick thing. I know, I know we're over. If you haven't given NWA a chance, give NWA a chance, go back. It's mm-hmm. on YouTube. Start in the very beginning and go through. It's only two seasons so far. There's only so many episodes. If you're right. stuck in quarantine and you like quality studio wrestling, with quality interviews, some fan interaction. I'm telling you, my wife and I, AEW took over head and shoulders. Mm-hmm. NWA became our second favorite show of the week. Yeah. We, we watched it at 6.05 when it dropped on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So if you're stuck at home and you're doing your thing, give NWA a chance. Yeah. If you're, if you're one of those fans that complains about what you see on Raw and SmackDown, but you like the real wrestling shows, yeah. NXT, AEW, well, add NWA to that list as well. If you want to see some good wrestling, yeah. then make sure you watch NWA. Go back and watch the, the entire uh, the entire library first two is yeah. all, all there on YouTube. Uh, amazing. Hour. 
And if you get locked in and you really want to know what's going on, it's on YouTube also. The series is called 10 Pounds of Gold. It is basically the the, the James Storm, Nick Aldis, Billy Corrigan uh, um, genesis of taking the NWA from defunct to amazing. To what it is now. Exactly. Sorry. Sorry. I just had to throw no, that in. Don't be sorry at all. Uh, so, again, with that being said, that's all we have to talk about today. That was sure a lot. Gonna have a, that was a lot. I'm sure we'll have a lot more to talk about for next week. Yeah. But if this is your first time tuning in, thank you for listening to episode five of Nothing to Wrestle with DJ Maddie G. What? What? You, you can find us every <laughs> single Thursday at 6 p.m. on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. Find us on all major pod, podcast platforms. Hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can also check out the Fourth Wall Cast, Crossroads, Getting Grilled, Big Heck and Weight Adventures. Hex anime adventures and a lot more. Uh, oh, and also the debut of the DFDC DFDC's show. debut show was great. Man. Yeah. Characters, baby. Right? It's awesome. So all characters welcome. So please check out the Fourth Wall Pop Network. We have a ton of content to fill your ear holes each and every week. Going to fill up every day with something new. So be sure to check us out. Also, show your support. Follow us on Twitter at Fourth Wall Pop. That's F-O-U-R-T-H-W-A-L-L-Pop. And with that being said, I am JC Bones. Find me on Instagram at EMG underscore JC Bones and on Twitter at JC Bones. That's Bones with a Z. Maddie, where can they find you? Instagram, EMG underscore Maddie G, M A T T Y G, and on Twitter at DJ Maddie G N J. Also, Maddie Goshen, G O S H E N, or DJ Maddie G on Facebook. Awesome. And also, with that being said, be sure to keep an eye out for my drum cover video and also Maddie's live cocktail hour mixes. Uh, check us out uh, on our social media or Elegant Music Group at Elegant Music Group on Instagram or Facebook. So, Maddie, until next time, this was fun. Looking forward to hanging with you again next week. JC, so, man. Fam, favorite, favorite part of my week talking wrestling with you, brother. Uh, love it. All right. So, fam, on that note, you guys have a great day. Stay safe, stay healthy, and until then, this is Johnny Bones, JC Bones, out. Take care. Cool.